Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. So, right. welcome to the Ewing Barbecue Podcast for another very special episode. My name is Mary. I am Josh. And we're going to put Sarah in right here. <laughs> <laughs> when she gets here. Yeah, when, when she, she gets here, yes. And I'm Melanie. And we have some very special guests today as we're live on Facebook. Uh, if you're watching, you can see. Uh, let's start with Cherie J. Wilson, who played April Stevens Ewing. We have <laughs> Kathy Podwell, who played Callie Harper Ewing. And a very special treat, we have a director. Uh, how many episodes did you direct? 68? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere yeah. between 68, but with two parters. We uh, Somebody told me once 80, but that was... 80? But I think somewhere. That's awesome. Honestly, the director M michael priest and behind michael we have uh alan catton who is kathy's social media manager i guess you would say handle handles michael knew alan years before me so i'm late to the scene <laughs> you're, you're a latecomer. Okay. okay. Networking, though. Yes. 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 I'm a longtime uh, Dallas fan. Even uh, even before they brought my two favorite ladies on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. You say the nicest thing to the girls in the room. Yeah. Thanks, honey. <laughs> uh, couple bit, couple bits of housekeeping. Today's recording is actually taking place on the if you can believe, 42nd anniversary of Jim Davis's wow. passing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it's also on the New Dallas, Jordana Brewster is 43 today. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm Hi. having a problem. Hi. But I'm so excited. I said, I said, let me figure that out for you. I'll give you a call back and tell so, It's okay. It'll make it. And, and on April, not April, the, uh, April, uh, on May 13th and 14th at South Fork, they're having the 43rd annual chili cook-off. So anyone down there might want to head over and sample some chili. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Miss Ellie's chili, but. Um. Hey, Larry, <laughs> the best chili. He won every chili cook-off. I'm telling you. Who, who did that? Larry Hagman. Oh, wow. I love, I love oh, Larry, Larry, Larry. Every year. And he won. I don't know what he did, in his, what he put in it. But there was a little uh, store down in South Dallas that he went to and bought it and brought it back. That's why. No, he would never. So, so the, the truth Larry, comes out. Or Larry Hagman, no. Oh, that's so funny. So, I'm sure. <laughs> Some, uh, and we, we're going to be joined by um, – we have Jason Gregory has joined us. Uh, we're going to be joined by some uh, listen, listeners and viewers on our Facebook group. So they can mm -hmm. say hi to us and ask some questions if they want. Mary? All yeah. right. Um, should I play the little clip? If I can get it to work. Sure. Let, let, let's see if we can – we yeah. just okay. threw together a few few clips. The baby face. <laughs> you look at, you look the same woman. You look the same. But you know, Mr. Barnes' offer isn't nearly as terrible as you might think. What happens if I decide to turn you down and go work with Mr. Barnes? Then you'll find that my reputation is very richly deserved. See, you're standing on my building, and Dallas is my town. I can open his doors to you, or I can shut him in your face. And here you come. Oh my gosh, look who that. I think maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you. No, so young. <laughs> you know, Holly know nothing about me. Oh, how cute. Much less with the Lord wants to oh, You are so adorable. You're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen, and I'm not leaving this town unless I'm taking you with me. Callie tells me that you, uh, you surprised everybody by arriving in Salzburg. It was an impulse. Well, that's quite an impulse. She had quite a reason. I guess I did. Callie, <laughs> we're gonna go. <laughs> Why, so you can go Why outside and laugh about me? <laughs> Why would we want to waste our time doing that? 
<laughs> Look how much we have in common. We've all slept with JR. What do you think? Yeah. That's when they started Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Cherie! <laughs> cool. So much fun. <laughs> Salzburg, Vienna. The Lippenzahner horses. Lippenzahners, <laughs> they were amazing in Vienna. Yeah. I know we all have different opinions about this, but I, my favorite, my favorite was <laughs> <in April. laughs> It was. I mean, like couple was, and then yeah. I just, I was. I always say that, so everybody has different opinions. That's why, like, my favorite episode was the Great Texas Waltz, which, which really made them as a couple together. And my favorite, and that was my favorite, and, and that was the season of my favorite cast of, of characters. Yeah. Well, thank did you. you. Did you say yeah. that Linda dire directed? Yeah. That one? Well, yes. what yeah. happened? A quick story. Um, Lenny Kasman went to Europe with the cast, and they shot all that European stuff. But when the show, but half of it we shot back in Los Angeles. So it comes out that you know I directed it because Lenny didn't take credit. And so, so, so people would say, well, "How was Russia?" or "How was?" Uh, I was Germany. I said it was cold. Oh my God! We had to wear these overcoats. I just kept lying about it because it looked like I was there. Why would I lie about something like that? Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, I love the way the memories kept lingering, like in the scene, Shuri, when you were you were in Bobby's office throwing snowflakes, surprising him, imitating the the time you were in Vienna. Sarah's going to cry. It, well, it, was, uh, it was a magical gift to be on yeah. that show. I yeah. mean, from start to finish. Michael is the, can I say this, that you're like one of the most efficient and fastest but brilliant director. You've done so many shows that you don't have to scratch your head to figure out where the camera's going to go and how to shoot this and that. So we would just fly through our days and we'd go, oh, we're already done for the day. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta hang out. We gotta <laughs> they, they always say, uh, at least save one shot for after lunch, uh, just as they, so we couldn't finish before lunch. And most television shows, you know, they shoot till six, seven, eight o'clock at night every every day. But but we had, oh because gosh. of you guys, you guys hit your marks, knew your lines, and <laughs> knew how to stage a scene by yourselves. Yeah. Oh, you're so. Awful. Not what, only the most what, efficient your, director, I just have to say, but the kindest, the sweetest, uh, the most, um, yeah. And funniest. And just, right? We felt so comfortable. Like, there wasn't, and patient, you know, when the tears weren't coming, you would be, you know, you would just pull me aside and you'd give me a little note that would, you know, help and just yeah. sweet. I don't know. That's my buddy. <laughs> All right. Onward. Yeah. What, what's, <laughs> what's your what is your directing style uh, as opposed to someone like Larry or Patrick? I, I don't know. You know, I started out uh, as a on the set as a script clerk or script supervisor. You know, the stopwatch on the thick script, and uh, I learned a lot from bad directors and some good directors. <laughs> I worked with everybody from Lewis Milestone to. Tom Grice, uh, uh, Tom Grice, and I don't know, Sam Peckinpah, a lot of famous people. And uh, I learned a lot from them, but I learned most from bad directors. Don't do this. Don't over-direct. <laughs> don't tell them, don't. I had a couple of instances where I gave a line reading, and then I realized that is so stupid. Don't do it the way I did it. But uh, the 20 years as a script guy, I, I learned a lot. I, I owe a lot to that. And um, I, I was on a film called The Paper Chase with and, uh, the uh, star of, or, or the director, James Bridges. Uh, I can't think of his name now. The guy who won the Academy Award yeah, for... Yeah, uh, Ryan... Uh, uh, no. Oh, Hausman. John Hausman, right? John Hausman. I was, he couldn't remember lines, so I was down below him, and I was feeding him his lines, and then he would 
almost repeat exactly what I said. And I said, please, don't do it like I'm saying it. Say it like, you know, and I'm, I'm the script guy and the director's back there. And so he would then repeat So you won an Oscar? And he, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he won the Academy Award. But he would start well. imitating me because I'm down on the floor at his feet and, and reading the lines uh, four words at a time. Anyway, he ended up winning the Academy Award, which... <laughs> But he was a nice man. Oh, <laughs> sounds like not? sounds like Cyrano de like Bergerac uh, as a director. Oh, yeah, so funny. Anyway, <laughs> so well, welcome to Destiny Joy, Jason Gregory, and Tyler is in here. Okay, so, I want to um, know, Destiny, is that your middle name or your last name? Like, are we twins? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but, <laughs> what? But um, I, I just I just asked a I asked a member of the group because Destiny Joy is her name, and I'm like. Is that your last name or your middle name? Are you a good witch or a bad uh, witch? I meant destiny. And I was like, when did your name become destiny? I changed it. It's been a long week. week. I'm Do, sorry. It's only Wednesday, dude. <laughs> now, yeah, no. Kathy and Sharia, okay. how, how did you get your roles on the show and the audition process? And was it word of mouth? Or did Lenny know somebody that you knew? Or? Sharia, you go first. You have a great story. <laughs> um, Leonard left the show, as you know, um, he wanted to do other things. And what, one of his other things was to partner up with Chuck and Larry Gordon on a series called Our Family Honor. It had Ray Liotta and um, it had Eli Wallach, Kenneth McMillan, Michael Madsen. We just, we had a star-studded cast. It was The Sopranos before The Sopranos. It was a little ahead of its time. And Lenny was the executive producer and one of the directors. And they cast me to play Michael Madsen's wife on the mafia side of the family. And I was a little femme fatale, sassy little something <laughs> at the time. And we lasted one season. And um, unfortunately, shooting in Manhattan, New York City, it was, a, it was a really expensive show, and they decided not to continue with the show. It was a little too ahead of its time, I believe. So cut to Dallas's ratings are taking a, a submarine dive after <laughs> Leonard and Patrick left. So Larry Hagman goes to CBS, and he says, I will give put up a million dollars of my own money if you'll put up a million dollars, and let's go get Leonard and Patrick back. And CBS said, okay. So Lenny couldn't figure out how to undo all the mess that they made in, the, in his absence. There were too many characters. There was too much of this. So I get a call from my agent that Leonard Katzman wants to meet me at Lorimar. I said, for what? He said, I don't know. So I went to the meeting and he starts pitching me, Dallas, we don't know what we're going to do. You're going to be JR's <laughs> nemesis. And you're, you're a little femme fatale. You did so great on our family honor. I want you to join the Dallas show and everything's favored nations. We all have the same dressing rooms. We all have this. I was like, you're writing a part for me. <laughs> I was like, talk about pinching yourself in Hollywood, but I'm a good team player. And I, I'm a joyful person. So, you know, and I know my lines. I have a photographic memory and I always showed up on time and prepared. So those things matter in the industry. And so I called my agent afterwards and I said, either I'm crazy or he just offered me a job on Dallas. And I was year seven to 13, joining year seven. And that was when Bobby showed up in the shower. And that's when I came on. And he said, you're going to kind of be the Black Widow because everybody you talk to or do a scene with is probably going to die. I'm like, oh, God, you're going to hate me. <laughs> but, um, no, it worked out great. I was only supposed to do 10 episodes. I was just going to be ours really. And they only hired me for 10 episodes. But after 10 episodes, they kind of liked me. So they kept me. I, I'm lucky. That's a neat story. And, and I'll admit I read – I would read the Inquirer and see all the little spoilers that would yeah. come out. And there was one that was Jeremy Wendell was going to have April killed at some point uh, over the stock or something, and uh, <laughs> and it was just uh, it's it's funny to look back and see what actually was true that they would publish and what wasn't true. 
I slept with JR because I had 5% of Ewing oil, which I got out of my ex-husband, Dak Rambo. 5% of Ewing oils was worth $200 million. So we had a little pillow talk. I got my $200 million. He got his stock back. Everybody's happy. But then how do you turn a bad girl into a good girl? That was the big arc for April. So I became a nice enough girl to marry Bobby Ewing. <laughs> And see, I liked her from the beginning. I knew she was going to turn. <laughs> I knew, knew it. So I was like, I can write this. I love her husband's like, with a grief because April was willing to settle from Dak only $250,000, quarter of a million, and he could keep all his $200 million shares where nobody knew what it was worth. And he ended up losing, he, he ended up losing everything. Poor <laughs> Women no, are he smart. was no, no, greed. Uh, greed is bad. <laughs> and and how, how how was Dak Rambo? I, I know you probably sweetheart of a man, just a sweetheart of a man. I mean, I just didn't have a lot of scenes with him because I kind of wasn't very nice to him as his ex-wife. Can I? Be? Oh, did I forget to sign the divorce papers? Oh, I guess I did. Oh, good memory. <laughs> Did you keep in touch with um, Michelle Stevens, your sister on the show after the show? Where is is Kimberly Foster? New York City. And we've lost touch since then. I don't know if she's acting still. Um, I haven't seen anything. She might have just gone on to live her life. I used to like her hair so much because that that was when the short was coming in. You can only be a certain kind of face to have that haircut. And I was like, (laughs) so I couldn't have it. What was it like working with her? She she just seemed like a bundle full of energy. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We had a sibling, you know, rivalry. And no, she was an absolute darling in person. I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm talking like my character, not as the person. (laughs) (laughs) Little sisters, what are you going to do? I think one of my favorite April power moves was when you like got thrown out of that restaurant and then you went back and bought it. And then fired the guy who threw you out. What? <laughs> you know, love that. That's really a power move. That is. Yeah. I learned uh, from the JR uh, <laughs> handbook. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it was. I think. Do you guys remember? It was like it was the Mater D, right? That they're around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm believing. So. Yeah. Was yeah. that Albert A. Mm-hmm. restaurant or Boots restaurant? What? Probably. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> And they they obviously used a lot of exterior shots between the recycled them on Dallas and Knott's Landing, which you did some directing in there, and Falcon Crest you did uh, some directing too. Yeah, I, I yeah I did a, a quite a few Falcon Crest and a, a, I don't know not very many Knott's Landings. They had a, a <laughs> I don't it's not bragging, but they had a couple of difficult shows to do. So they borrowed me from Dallas to go over there and, and do them because it was a opening of a new restaurant. I forget the episode, but it was very complicated and they needed, I don't know, they needed to get it done. So, the, <laughs> so I went in. They needed an And, you know, I would make fun of the scenes afterwards like we do on Dallas or did on Dallas uh, where we were just joke about things. I mean, you know, Larry... Uh, you know, making faces at the end of a scene, or or pouncing on Linda, or somebody. I don't know. All that. So everything was a joke at the end of every scene, and, and I'm not spending. They took it seriously, and I remember uh, they, they saying, "You know, Michael, this is not Dallas. We're, we're, we take our work seriously." And I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll try." You know. Ouch. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask the difference between. Where's the serious? The different sets. Yeah, yeah, they were more into <laughs> serious stories. We had so much more fun to laugh. Yeah. David Jacob versus uh, Lenny. Yeah, I think I told that story about Patrick. At the end of one scene, he had made a big deal. He put his phone down and he put his feet up on the thing. And I said, okay, at the end, why don't you? Because he started to fall back. And I said, don't wait till we shoot it. And then 
when I snap my fingers, you can fall over. So he finishes the deal, slams the bone down. He's very proud. He sits back in his chair. I snap my fingers. He falls over and he hurt himself a little bit. But if you think of the ramifications of that, he could have broken his back or yeah. span, a spine yeah. and been, you know, in a wheelchair yogurt out of a straw for the rest of his life and it was all over making a joke of a scene. Think about that. Things that could have happened. It didn't. He was fine. Where is that blooper? I want to know. Where? Obviously we, they didn't we do did that things on because uh, talk, A lot of people press. sat in dailies to watch <laughs> and so we always wanted to have some joke at the end you know to you know the, so they would giggle in dailies so almost every scene had something, especially with Larry and Patrick and, well, I don't know. Larry and Patrick and Larry. Yeah. And Larry. I mean, the, 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 the dinner scenes with Barbara Bell getting and throwing potatoes, mashed potatoes and peas in. Oh, my yeah, with a spoon. I watch the bleepers all the time. There's a Miss Ellie scene that was <laughs> There's one thing when... when Miss Elliot found was trying to, you know, realize that Jock had died, and so she calls me and she said on the phone, and she said, Michael, can you ask the boys to behave tomorrow because I got this scene. She gets up from the dining room table and goes into the kitchen, starts throwing pots and pans, goes into the closet. It's very all all very dramatic stuff. And I said, I'll talk to the boys. Well, that's all I needed to do. I went to Patrick and Larry. I said, don't mess around, please. She's serious about this. And he said, don't worry. So she had, she's just sitting there. There's banter going on. And I don't know whether it's Patrick or Larry. They take a spoon with a pea in it and hit it. And they hit her right in the forehead during the scene. And Barbara ignored it completely. Like it didn't happen. <laughs> And I said I should not have said anything for them to behave because that made it, it worse. Made it worse. They're like little They're boys. Like little worse. It's like eight-year-old boys. Children. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Michael, who was now? Who did they do this to? Was it Victoria or was it me? all I remember? Or was it me? Were they? <laughs> had one of the teamsters i'm going to open up my closet and they had myself. one of the biggest teamsters hairiest teamsters in his underwear going bah! you know just oh my out. god well it was probably probably new because <laughs> somebody would have died that night <laughs> it was me i mean they were gonna do it to victoria and then they thought they were not. Well, they, they also planted the the speaker underneath the toilet in the honey room. Honey, you know, oh no! But, you know, and so they would wait for some actress or somebody to get into the honey wagon. They'd say, um, "They'd say, can you use the other toilet because we're painting down here, lady? You know that kind of stuff." <laughs> no, oh my! Yeah, there are a lot of. Immature joking going on on the set of Dallas. Makes me laugh to almost tears. Right now. Then there was this story of uh, Larry goes into the handicap stall, and some guy whose handicap was banging on the door, <laughs> telling him to get out, get out, get out. Sounds and then like he comes it. out, and the guy goes, "What's your name?" And he goes, "My name's Patrick Duffy." And he, you can go after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also, he, you know, Larry was using the the handicap side. <laughs> the guy said to him, you better be crippled when you come out of there. <laughs> uh, that's in also in Larry's book. Uh, a couple of stories. Larry had I, I, I had an interesting question on the uh, group here. Um, Tyler Banks was obviously constantly being fed grapes and mac and cheese on the set and he wants to know where all that food came from was there a prop or was there food services that supplied all the food or well we had craft service but that was the beginning of of the elaborate craft service which now is gone crazy but um she uh, I, I would think that maybe they had food for the set uh, that you know, a, a dinner scene or a breakfast scene or whatever uh, that, yeah. that 
It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just there uh, because we we constantly, all scenes were staged around drinking alcohol, you know, making drinks around a bar in the living room or eating food, breakfast, (laughs) lunch, and dinner because it's easier to stage a scene with everybody sitting at it. Michael, what about the, speaking of the... That's what we do when we record, so... Your JRU and bourbon here. We actually have a drinking game with our podcast, what? so, like, certain things happen on the show, and you have to take a drink. And- has, has, have you all gotten your JR uh, well, that, uh, That's water, though. <laughs> this, is that water? <laughs> no, this, this is real bourbon. Oh, real bourbon. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks more so like vodka, Josh. You get your job. What's that? I want to know how Kathy got her her role. Oh yeah, yeah. No, just but mine's quick. It was a regular audition in front of the casting director. She called me back, and it was her and Lenny. And I just remember Lenny's cologne, like that permeated the whole room. Do you remember Lenny's cologne? Yeah, yeah. That's like, and if I'm ever anywhere and I smell that, I'm like, where's Lenny? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it brings me, they say sense of smell is so strong. So that's the callback. And then the callback callback, and I think it was just down to a couple of us, was with um, the, Lenny and the casting director and Larry. And I read with Larry, and it was, I fell in love. I was already in love because of I Dream of Jeannie. So I was freaking out. I hadn't really watched Dallas. So I wasn't coming at it from a Dallas fan. I was coming at it from an I Dream of Jeannie little girl who loved Major Nelson. And so I just could not believe that I was reading. And so I was very um, flustered, but in the best way because it completely worked for Callie. And I think that's what sold Larry on me. I got from my trust. I just completely read and it was during the the scene the clip that you showed at the tree so it worked and Larry was like that's the one so that's my and then I too I just like three I was supposed to be like in with that seven I, I think seven episodes and, 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 younger and, all that. and then it extended right to Dallas so completely fake southern accent you did okay I mean it's I mean it's really hard to fake this accent you know so Fake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. fake about her. Totally, totally fake. Yeah, I grew up in Northern California. And, yeah, I mean, you did a New York accent. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and you both obviously drew. Uh, there's you can't help but compare. You know, Callie is their second wife. Obviously, there is comparisons to Sue Ellen, the first wife, and then. Mm-hmm. April and to Pam and uh, I I noticed a lot where Sue Ellen kind of took Callie under her wing and the whole plot to get JR to the altar and then the advice she gave before she left for Europe and Cherie you never really had much many scenes with Victoria did you? <laughs> just one. You met at the Oil Baron's Ball when you were Cliff's date, but that it was, was just that Oil Baron's then. That was only. <laughs> Sorry, there was just one. No, but Alan, Alan will know. That's the. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, in a purple. We had a swimming pool. We were at the same swimming pool once. Um, I do recall we were at the Cattle Barons Ball, I think, at the same time. And other than that, our paths didn't really cross. I mean, I was more Cliff Barnes's best friend at the beginning and uh, JR's nemesis and whatever, mistress and this whatever for a while. Not, it was pretty short-lived. But uh, <laughs> no, it was... Uh, I was playing with the boys. I wasn't playing with her. <laughs> yeah. they brought on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone that you wish you had worked more with on the show that you didn't get to work with? Me? Either, either or both. Well, you know, Linda Gray is an angel on earth. <laughs> she is 
completely the sweetest. I mean, she still has her wings. I mean, she's the one of the nicest human beings. I got to do a lot with um, Ken Kirchival, which I loved. He's so funny and so interesting. Obviously, I worked with Larry and Patrick the most, but Linda... If I would have more scenes, I would say it would be with Linda. I got to be with Kathy. Obviously, we traveled the world together. That was epic. And um, so, you know, I just, Sue Ellen and April's characters didn't really have a reason to commingle that. Did much. you get to so work with Howard Keel much? I worked with Howard Keel a little bit. He was, oh, he's such a. Oh classic regal you know iconic you know actor and you know miss ellie it was it was fun really fun i mean i've just i was in awe of them i mean i've seen all of their old stuff <laughs> they were hollywood royalty those two Barbara. they were For sure I wish yeah. Howard sang at those oil baron's balls and those uh, barbecues well he never sang on the show i don't think no the only actor he did sing when he came out, came out of the yeah, bathroom yeah. once. Yeah, that's uh, the only time he sang. Mary he mentioned to the family <laughs> that he used to sing before, but they should have had him sing in the oil baron's it. balls. And the yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. Yeah. And I do have this Aww. record. Actually, that's that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I, I do remember, though, you did cross paths uh, with Linda or Sue Ellen and April in a pet store when John Ross ran into the pet store and he wanted a dog and you were in their pet store the for some puppies. reason. They were so cute. <laughs> they, they were so cute. The puppies. So, how, how do they assign directors for episodes? Well, you can Is only do every basic? other episode. And, uh, and then... Um, the, the, the deals were Linda directed a couple of episodes Larry directed quite a few Patrick and myself and then uh, before that there were other uh, we had a lot of directors but uh, and Lenny directed whenever he wanted to so uh, I, mm -hmm. I, they'd usually sign like at the beginning of the season the first 10 episodes I would get 5 and Lenny would do 5 because we were shooting those first 10 in Dallas, partially in Dallas, and then come back and finish them here. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, I think, uh, you know, Linda directed, uh, was very sweet. She directed an episode and she she did so much work. It was, it was very funny. She hired a, an artist to draw every setup and all that stuff. And it was it was great. I, I I watched her a little bit, and she <laughs> was really fun. Did that, you act yeah, in that? I one? did. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And she based the whole crew cookies. Oh. And just to make sure that she looked and was on time and everything, the crew was like racing the carts and the cameras. They were like running between scenes to set up really fast for her because they loved oh, her so much. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard one bad word about, about uh, I've heard bad words about, you know, certain people on the, on, on Dallas, but one Cherie, never heard a bad word, never heard a bad word. And Linda, uh, 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 Kathy, or oh, and Linda, or Patrick, what? or Larry. Well, a few Patrick people dislike Patrick. Patrick. But I can't. I, I think of only one person. I just like one, but, Melanie. Uh, I can't. Think of anybody just like Patrick. Oh, well, there's always that one, one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, well, they didn't get their death. They didn't get their Duffy's <laughs> dough started. I, love, I didn't like Patrick. So. <laughs> no. I have to order mine. No, Patrick. So <laughs> in the beginning, it was a lot of hair. And I hated <laughs> his hair because it was so thick. His hair. Yeah, and I was starting to, trying to lose mine. Yeah. <laughs> jealous. I was just jealous. No. <laughs> talk, talk about um, but I everybody loved you mentioned Kurt, last you mentioned heard a last bad word about it. I mean that's true, Kenny. yeah Kenny. <laughs> yeah you, you mentioned last week that they 
uh, the story about them ad-libbing oh, and what they would do yeah, with scripts. <laughs> what happened is that the actors, all of them, not necessarily not these me, two, I was too scared. What, what, what they would change the scenes and put their, their own words into the dialogue. And Leonard Katzman, you know, would watch dailies and said, that's not what, you know, they would, it would be the same storyline, but different. So one week they waited for the scripts. I don't know what day it was. Two days before the next episode would start, they would send out a script. Well, he sent out completely blank scripts. The, the, the front page, which was usually blue with all the stuff on it, written by so-and-so. And inside, they were all blank pages. And he had that distributed to the cast. And he said, you guys, go ahead go and ahead. shoot it. Go ahead, do your... Take your shot. So they, you know, then this regular script came out, of course, and, but it taught them a lesson. Well, maybe for a while. For a you while, know. Right, exactly. <laughs> for, for a while. It's like, all right, that's, we're not going to, we're we'll not going to change we'll our behave. life so much. We'll behave. we'll behave. And then Leonard Katzman had a, a, a framed sign over his desk that said, when in doubt, revert to the script. Which I thought was <laughs> what a concept. Like, my what? Yeah, when you can't think of something better, you can go back and go back. see what we wrote. Oh, that's funny. When in doubt, that's the best part. When in doubt. <laughs> it's funny. I was uh, Tyler Banks was posting here. He said that um, he thinks that. Uh, his mother thinks that Linda got a lot of hairstyle ideas from her since they were on the set all the time when he was there. And they the side-by-side side pictures look like sisters, which brings up um, Sorry. Linda getting her hair cut at the end of uh, There's two cuts. the season where, yeah, Cliff, two cuts. It's, where it's Cliff is in the hospital and – I can't take it. Okay. I mean, I know there was a hate piece, and my mom did it too, hair. but I made fun she of her, and I still make fun of her. And <laughs> Uh-uh. It's like her cutting and my bangs the, that the time. You just don't man. do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what people don't realize is that because we shot in Dallas, we Leonard would write the Bible at the beginning of the year, and there would be 10 to 12 episodes. I think Michael touched on this. And we would shoot six episodes, one through six of interiors, then fly to Dallas and shoot one through six exteriors, and then six through 12 exteriors, come back to L.A. and shoot six to 12 interiors. So you had to know exactly how short your hair was. Did you have red fingernail polish on? Did you have, you know, a French dip? Did you have this? Wow. You had the, I mean, script supervisors were really essential at that time because you couldn't change anything to just, you know, it was continuity. It would continuity. They continuity. It was done with the episode. And so she went and got a haircut and they're like, no, you have to step out of the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was there was a continuity continuity screw up when um, it was when Patrick got run over by Morgan Brittany, <laughs> and in the he's putting he's putting on some brown boots in in Pam's bedroom, and then when he got run over by the car two minutes later, he's wearing. Black shoes and not brown boots. Mm. Dream. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Maybe he so, changed it the door, a, Josh. Like, it wasn't like a dream right there. No, so, you have to find you know, out who's fault it, that was. Decided against him on his way outside. We've heard a lot about, yeah. Um, yeah. we've heard a lot about the um, whole who shot JR phenomenon from the cast perspective and everything, but. As a director, I think you were the one that had to film everybody shooting. Yeah, yeah, we had everybody. Well, how, how was it from behind the scenes? Well, we we, we had a mark, and uh, he shot, and we had people, or, or when he got shot, we had people coming out of the door and shooting him. We had every member of the cast, and a lot, I even did it, but we had 
yeah, Irving, <laughs> Irving Borg did it too, I think, and Liddy yeah, did we, it. We yeah, all, we all shot yeah. that. And so I had no idea, and no one else did either. The only people that knew were the film editor and Leonard Katzman, and they flew the film to England. I, I'm a little confused about how it all worked. Yeah, the details, yeah. And the details, but they, they flew to England with the film. I don't know how that would work on television because uh, because they nobody knew. Yeah. Did. Why did they fly to England? To, because it showed there, I think, before oh. it showed in the United States. Oh. Yeah, it was the biggest thing in England. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. I remember hearing that they had it like with an armored truck, I think, like so nobody could get to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it was... That's what, what I read. Yeah. What about when they had to deal with the two-month actor strike delay, uh, season premiere delay of every show? Oh, it was that year? Yeah, it was wow. that year. That's right. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Wow. Probably. Yeah. Our very that's right. Most watched show on television. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. it still is to date. <laughs> Around the world. Oh, was, wasn't it the, the finale of MASH? I think it was the Yeah, I think it was that, that. It was one of the top four most watched. There was Rhoda's wedding, and there was yeah. when and I Love Lucy when Lucy had her baby. And, and there was yep. the and the last episode of The Fugitive. Oh right, well, which was oh how sad. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously today being uh, the anniversary of Jim Davis's passing. What do you? remember about working with Jim and just the whole mm -hmm. him passing during the filming. I think both the girls were were after him but I worked with him a lot he I had known Jim Lenny and I worked on a series that he did before about a fireman I can't think of the name of it right now Rescue 8 ah Kim my mind isn't gone uh, Rescue 8 with Jim Davis and this other guy Rhonda Fleming's husband anyway um, and uh, he was you know vital guy very you know cowboy kind of guy and then on, on Dallas he was fine and then he started to get ill and there were times where we had a, a, a double for him because he couldn't get up out of the chair at the head of the table in the dining room it makes me sad and he um, he would start to get up and would say cut and then would turn or move the camera or whatever and over his back the double would get up then I could have Jim walk away because he was still could walk but he just couldn't get up from the chair even with with uh, with handles on it or you know and uh, but he he, he uh, could do his dialogue he remembered all the words he didn't have much and uh uh, he was a real man, you know, he was. And I think uh, the show lost a lot when he left because he was the only one that could uh, make the boys behave when they were arguing. Really? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in the stories. Yeah, in the yeah. stories, right, right. exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I don't see that. Yeah. yeah. No, not in real life. Not in real life. Nobody, Nobody could, could wrangle them. I said, you guys screw around uh, with... with when Lenny's directing, as much as you do with me, they said, uh, they wouldn't answer anyway. Oh, that's <laughs> I, funny. I think they, oh, uh, they took advantage yeah. of me because I was, I couldn't fire them. It's your sweet. Have you noticed how directing has changed from I, I think uh, the video assist has changed a lot of directing uh, because you can watch it on your own monitor, on your wristwatch, or whatever you want, and there's uh, if it's good or you need coverage, you know immediately. Uh, uh, I, I, the first movie I ever worked on was called with video assist was uh, a movie with uh, the director Ralph Nelson, and he put a tent around himself and me. I would sit. I was the script guy. And we'd sit and watch it. He said, I don't need to uh, close up there. Plays in the two shot. So it made a big difference in, in not knowing what you're doing at the time. Because you can you say, oh, well, that's, that's a good take. Where before you say, well, let's try it one more time. And uh, especially with complicated shots, now you can watch it on video. 
I don't know. Other than that, uh, you know, I don't know. My son's in the business, and he he says uh, directors now are indecisive. Hmm. And I think you have to be decisive. It's either good or bad. I, Which I, I think it'd be better to watch. I don't so know. they're I, not watching I mean, the I actors. They're just watching that, the I screen. Think that's how you yeah. Get your, so, yeah. You know, your hmm, feelings that's really interesting. That's like your yeah. intuition and your gut on how you. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. When, when we, we didn't have uh, video assist on. Um, or the, on Dallas, and then I convinced Lenny to get it because I said every show it now has it, and he he didn't like it. He liked to look at the actor's eyes, but then once he got it, then you couldn't get him away from it. He loved it because you can still look at the actor's eyes, but you can see if the shot works too or the framing is proper. The technical stuff. Technical just, stuff, yeah, because yeah. yeah. you have to do both. Yeah. I've yeah, got I a remember. question about, uh, do you guys, any of you remember any location filming where you were outside and in public and people would like walk through I would the have done that. and realize what I was would have going been on that and person. be like, or like scream and disrupt the whole scene because they realized what oh, it was and you'd have to start again. Because I've seen that happen. <laughs> I noticed yeah. a lot of dockers <laughs> in, in the background in in moscow when they were filming they were kind of looking at the scenes as they oh, were oh yeah in the I background like, i brought yeah. that up because i um last year in march i i watched a a film uh, a scene from law and order svu being filmed in new york city and i can't tell you how many times they had to cut and reset and start over because people were just walking through and going oh my god I mean, just yeah. it was like it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Three hours to get a thirty-second scene. In but the usually game. they block it off. They block the street off, and it's just that's interesting. I guess New York City is probably a different animal. They, yeah. yeah, they like blocked the the immediate area, and they had extras coming through. But you couldn't really do anything about the people walking through, like the background, who were just crossing the street and had no idea what was going on. So that's what I was. Yeah. Wondering if you guys ever ran into that thing, kind of same well, thing. On Dallas, we we did block off most streets. That so well, every once in a while, somebody would sneak into a, you know, come out of the office <laughs> yeah, that we hadn't that. blocked and say, "Oh, what's going yeah. on there?" Except, <laughs> except Red Red Square in Moscow, I could just see them all in the background, like looking at the actors and the cameras and everything. <laughs> L.A. Um, it's just like blase. It's like whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there were there were a couple times in the later years when there it was supposed to be in Dallas, but geez, that I don't recall them having a palm tree in Dallas. Uh, in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had trunks of trees. <laughs> we had a fake uh, pine or oak tree uh, things we'd wrap around, uh, uh, but we couldn't see the top of them. So they're maybe eight feet long or ten feet, and they would just wrap around the base of the. And you can't show any mountains. Very difficult to shoot in Los Angeles. No mountains yeah. in Dallas. So you have to, uh, you know, if, if you're shooting in Hollywood, you have to shoot everything from a higher angle. And lots of actors don't like to be photographed from a low angle or a high, too high. You know, <laughs> it's not flattering. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I? Can I throw just a couple of names that we never really talk about out there? Um, I'll just fire them out, and then you can talk about them. Uh, Sasha Mitchell, Michael Wilding, um, George Kennedy, and, uh, oh, Andrew okay. Stevens, mm -hmm. and J. Eddie Peck. <laughs> wow. All right, so we can talk about J. Eddie. Jumping out of John Ross's bed in his underwear. And, I mean, George Kennedy, first of all, is like the biggest teddy bear ever. He's the nicest man. He was the nicest man. He just, I yeah. loved his laugh, his voice, his yeah. acting, his everything. I just loved Don't him. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> Wasn't he in the Naked Gun movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, he oh, was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, they yes. never crossed paths on Dallas. He and Priscilla never crossed paths on they Dallas. That's so weird. Lived in the same house, though. I love the Naked Gun movies. No, Crazy. Funny. Anyway, going back oh, you, to that. You mentioned Sasha. 
Yes. I had worked with him on some other the show, old. and I saw that they hired him. He was playing a Southern boy. And I said, Lenny, have you, do you know Sasha at all? And he said, no, I never, the network wants him. And I said, have you written him? His, he went to SMU or something. I said, you've got to talk to him because wait till you hear him. <laughs> so he kind of, I guess when he had a meeting with him, had to rewrite the script that he was now a, a tough New York kid because he had a so, Brooklynese yeah. oh, yeah, for, for sure. whatever it was. Yeah, they had Russian parents too. <laughs> and, and poor Sasha. You know, because, you know, actors, you know, the network like him. Yeah. So, so yeah. make it work. Make it work. He's, he's, the, he's the only person to play Patrick Duffy's nephew mm -hmm. twice on two right. different shows. And also uh, Jack Scalia. Uh, they hired Jack Scalia. Was he on Dallas? Yeah. 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 And, yes. uh, he was in scenes with me. We dated. Yeah. Well, he was a handsome guy, but Joe, he, Joe, Joe, Joey Lombardi. He, he, did not, uh, he did not speak the slightest bit like he's anything to do with Texas. So they changed the characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Lenny, he just could not Lenny do that could accent. Yeah. Type that up and it would be done. It was wonderful. And I saw, saw Sasha on St. Elsewhere not too long ago. He played a uh, South Boston. Yeah. Uh, Gangster, <laughs> but not from Dallas. <laughs> no, no. But we have a saying on, on Dallas: the, please don't do a Dallas or, accent, because it, most of them, if they do try to do an accent, it sounds like they're from South Carolina or someplace like that. And I said, if you really want to try, go over and talk yes. to our Bob Parsons was our prop guy on the set. He had a, a Dallas accent. Well, I just go talk to him. And when he'll, I go to Texas, he, you're like, you're not funny. And then and if you want to imitate said, somebody, yeah, imitate him. You know, I'm talking about guys. A family's from Mississippi. Like, we're all Southern, mm -hmm. but it sounds yeah. so different in every state. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had a driver. The driver and the, one of the cameramen was Bob Caramico. And, and we'd be there for a few weeks. <laughs> and he'd say, you know, it's time to leave because we're starting to say understand that. what he says. Oh, oh. But he was not from Dallas. He was from the real South. <laughs> well, you have some I words mean, come out know, that sound like, real Southern. Like, you were in Atlanta like, and you were like, hey. Like, like, I was where Josh is. And I lived in North Carolina for 12 years. And you just kind of start to yeah. I don't know. assimilate. That was my fault. Sorry. That was me. And this weekend, yeah. we're going to all go to New Jersey. How many pickleback together. shots did I have that night yeah. in my defense? <laughs> a few. A few. A few. Yeah. I was going to say, talking about accents, Lenny, you're, halfway through, I think, year two, asked me to sort of back off a little bit with because Callie's accent was so thick, she was from Arkansas. So and he you can asked tell me you to do it too in there, like how back off to and well. get more. So that was finding that balance was like, is that enough? Did you say that? Believable? <laughs> like, like yeah. mm -hmm. say that. Well, Lenny, <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, y'all. <laughs> they that in Texas they don't say y'all. They say you all. A lot of, I mean, you can't say everybody, because, you know, it's like if you, if you uh, see a guy in, in Dallas with a cowboy hat, you say, what part of New York are you from? Fort <laughs> <laughs> Worth, they do wear cowboy hats, but Dallas, no, exactly. and so we had to give them uh, or, or to the extras, because so Larry would not be the only one with a cowboy oh. hat. Oh, are you sure? That's uh, hilarious. By, uh, what about Callie's painting? Are, are you artist in real life at all? Or is that just... She is a designer. Oh, I design things. I have, I have an artistic sense. I'm not really a painter, but they hired, and I wish I had some of those paintings. I don't know where they are. Do you know, Cherie? Like, I don't know who got them. Like, like the painting of Jr. Yes, oh, I would love to. Have yeah, that's that. what I saw at the Julian's auction when Larry was oh, there. Yeah, I went that. there. That's yeah. right. Larry had that one. Yeah, the picture. So uh, good. Where did all that stuff uh, end up? Uh, I bought like, actually. Uh, 
no uh, idea. A replica of his hand and footprints was autographed by the entire Dallas cast with the. Oh, cool. But from the show, like all of those sort of artifacts, who knows? Yeah, they're in some studio, some Sony's warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, exactly. Cherish, yeah. you're so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I've got one from our, our listeners. Uh, that um, you you have a habit of being shot on shows and left for dead and dead. and. Um, you you had asked to be killed off of Dallas because I don't know I, at I what point you I don't know at what point you yeah I don't know at what point you knew that it was the final right but you wanted I don't to be know killed? at what point you knew that it was the final season because I know I found out in a press release in the new media like right before episode three hundred fifty aired. No, I, I did want to be killed off only because um, <laughs> I was marrying Bobby Ewing when I was seven and a half months pregnant. And I had the biggest bouquet of flowers that was hiding my <laughs> big bump. He's standing behind couches and standing by here and tea towels and this and that, just, you know, hiding, hiding, hiding. And frankly, I knew that, I mean, Larry had kind of said, Lenny, you know, next year is going to be the last year. We're wrapping it up. And so I went to Leonard and I said, honestly, give me the most amount of money for the least amount of shows. I mean, shows that was quite dramatic, I must fashion. say. I, I was like, if you could go out anyway, I mean. And so that's how he came uh -huh. up with machine gutting me down on my honeymoon, which is With Grand Susan Pat. Lucci, of all people. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> no, never asked to be killed off because... Then they bring the show back and you're dead, <laughs> so you so, can't go back. To them. So that's the second part of the question. That's the second part of the question. In hindsight, how would you have preferred to have been written out, knowing that if they were going to come back? Hmm, that's a good question. Jackie I guess um, she could have mysteriously disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> Just, <not be laughs> Just like Pam. At the, at the hands yeah. of Catherine Wentworth. Catherine. Drives you crazy. I mean, that's just it. It's like with not without closure. I think it's it's not fair to the fans. I mean, give them give them death, give them destruction, give them joy, give them you know. But leaving them hanging in a mystery, I don't think that's fair to to do to the fan base. So yeah, that and I think the last uh, for that other show that I did. I was shot, but I'm still lying on the floor in the courtroom. <laughs> 18 <laughs> years later. Uh... They, did, they, they never did the uh, sequel. Uh, CBS stopped doing movies of the week. So uh, boo. Less Moonves. Boo. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> when? Um, right yeah, back to look them. at that first. <laughs> what? Uh, like Do I have house. a question before I throw this one? Do we have any on the Facebook group? Let me look. Yeah. Destiny says, I just pretend that storyline didn't exist and April lives forever in my mind. Yeah, actually, well, I say, you know, yeah. the, the new show that came on with everybody. I said, well, it's been done before. It could be done again. April shows up in the shower and it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yep. Shower I, I kind of envisioned, <laughs> according to I, I was Catherine Wentworth. Cat, but I, I, I envisioned Catherine. What? Oh. What? Yeah. What was that, Alan? Yeah. Well, according to me, saying. in a hidden synopsis I have written, April is alive. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you how, and I won't tell you. I won't tell That's the public right. how. It's our secret. Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of envisioned Catherine Wentworth being behind everything. Oh, well, yeah, April wow. Being held, held somewhere. Yeah. But um, okay, I did this five years ago with Steve, Charlene, Patrick, and Linda. Your um, favorite scene, like Sheree, or, I want or you the to favorite? Talk about the. Best performance of Kathy and Kathy, the best performance of Cherie. Mm. <laughs> that is brilliant. She was the sweetest ingenue ever. <laughs> I loved them all. How about that for an answer? Aww. She was she was perfect in every scene. 
And I, I, I would pick my favorite scenes are when you and I were working, you know, our adventures, you know. True. Uh, I mean, we got to go to Vienna and Salzburg and Moscow yeah. and. I mean, we're wearing big fur coats and just and <laughs> living where, the life. With, with J.R. Ewing, come on. And Larry, I remember yes. Larry pulled back his, like, big heavy fur coat, and it was like a U.S. – I have a picture of it somewhere, but anyway, it's like a U.S. flag or something, T-shirt, you know, right. standing in Red Square. Awesome. Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, so – if April had lived and everything, yeah, Alan, you tell us what where you, are what your, your characters today. Ooh, good question. You want to? I know Alan literally has like. My envision was April, as you saw, as you've seen in the earlier times, when she was about to hit it off with Bobby, with her being the only person who was able to make peace with Cliff Barnes and the Ewing brothers, she looked to me friends. like the future Miss Ellie, and I was, Can and tell. I see to her as a mate, as the current Dallas matriarch. Hmm. No offense. Uh, no offense, no offense to Cliff Barnes' one night stand, Brenda Strong, but that that, that should have been April in that uh, as the funny in the new series. Well, one never knows, does one? <laughs> I think Alan knows. My favorite scene was with Kathy was when she was hanging laundry out of somewhere at South Fork or something, and you were. I like the way yeah, where, uh, and Sasha yeah, came with Callie yeah, was, and gave you uh, uh, a. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was with like takes you and gets you new clothes, and because you're like real like innocent and sweet, and you have no idea. Lucy's like, wow, you know, and then April's scene oh. is I still love the when you get shot, obviously not when you get shot, but the scene, but I like when you're, um, all the stuff that happens with Tommy. I don't like Tommy, but I thought that was a good little look. Melly's like, uh, -uh. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of something different. It's not just somebody having sex with JR or somebody stealing money or clipping JR. Oh, yeah. I'll get yep. you, you know, it's just something different. It was somebody <laughs> else's storyline. So I thought that was kind of cool. I never liked Tracy or Tommy though in the show. <laughs> I love to watch Bobby fight. And then, and then Bobby went and beat the crap out of Tommy. <laughs> I, I don't have to say, I also, sorry, I, I'm jumping in, but I love, again, with Sheree, we weren't in Vienna, but the scene in the bar where you and, and Michelle are having drinks and Lucy and I come in and we have the, the, the do you remember that where we splashed? The drinks, I'd be through the drinks on each other. I remember that. Yes. It was so much fun. I so think part of part of that was in the clip at the beginning. Oh, where you yes. said, Oh, well, we've all yes. slept with yeah. JR. But yes. uh, I don't I don't think Lucy slept with no, JR. No. How was it with oh, no. Charlene? We, we we haven't talked but, much you know, about the Charlene. Scene, uh, Bobby beat up on Tommy. You know, every everybody whom Bobby beats up you know, on to defend, always to they turn out to be good up. people. So that scene convinced me that April is such a good person. I will. I'll go through every scene. I already have. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> go back. Test, a lot test of that theory, Sarah. You just go back. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. And Josh and everybody, I'm going to sign off in like three minutes. It's sorry. Okay. okay. Just okay. because I have a dinner to go to. Okay. We're, 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 Thank you. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to wrap up. Um, just what's, what about the, what about Dallas is so enduring 45 years later? The characters, if, you know, JR's the guy that everybody loved to hate. I mean, it was just the, it's a family. It's, you could just, all the characters you fell in love with. And the reason people tune into any show on television or into a film is they fall in love with the characters. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Leonard was a genius. Okay. When he wrote it. You want them in your living room. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can't wait to see what they're going to I do mean, next. Uh, restaurants in, in all over the country would, on Friday evenings, 
would not get busy till after Dallas was over. That's crazy. Or they would eat before. I, I, we have to get our check because we gotta I, I got to get home and watch Dallas. Depending on how old you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had yeah. people say that. Doing a, like, I know where I was every Friday I, night of my childhood. One quick, I was on an airplane and the flight attendant, I was reading a script and the flight attendant came up and said, what's that? And I said, oh, we're going down to, you know, Dallas. And she said, oh, I don't watch Dallas. I watched it a little bit. And by the time we landed, I knew more, she knew more than I did about Dallas. She said, well, you know, Cliff Barnes, and she'd go on and on about Cliff Barnes. She, she doesn't said, really well, watch. You know, Kelly, she's been there for the money. You know, and I said, How, you don't watch the show. How do you know all that? You know. So they were lying. They Love did that. watch the show. They just didn't want to admit it. That's funny. That they were addicted. And you, you have the fan event coming, or the event coming up in yes. June, June 13th in California. And it's you, both of you. Uh, Both of us, Cherie, and then, and then, oh my gosh, Steve, Charlene, Patrick, Linda, Audrey, Lana, we traveled to Oh, Joan Bailey, and I'm still traveling the rest of the week, and then we'll travel. And I know know a lot of fans would. In Palm Springs, come out. I know a lot of birthday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. We're, we'd like to get down to South Fork and yep. do a live podcast down there, maybe in the fall. Um, Great. I know. I know <laughs> which is the same birthday as Josh Harris, who played uh-huh. Christopher. Um, last, uh, I know fans would love to see you all at fan events, like we're going to one this weekend. So just mm-hmm. give some consideration. And I know we've talked about the idea of maybe a someday doing a reunion for thank, the yellow yeah, thank y'all so much that yes. would be great <laughs> that'd be so cool well so, thank you guys all any last, any last <laughs> thank you no, thank you nice bye. meeting you bye. melanie you mary and sir <laughs> nice to meet you and you guys <laughs> it was a privilege john yeah, yeah. bye good. guys thank, thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Bye.